Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Good evening. Ha, ha, ha. I was walking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. My monster from its lab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayton Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, however you are listening to us right now. Thank you. Davey, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. We have a, a lot to talk about. We do. We do a show called Up Next where we review WWE NXT every Wednesday. Then they added... The WWE NXT UK, which yep. we sometimes watch, which we're trying to try to watch. And then they, they put 205 Live on Wednesday nights, which you watch. And then they did the Mae Young Classic, which unfortunately uh, comes to an end tonight. So Forever Young, our, our little side project, will come to an end after this episode that you're listening to right now. We watched a lot of wrestling these past few weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to miss the Mae Young Classic. I've actually yeah. really enjoyed it. It's probably been my favorite show of the week. Definitely. Um, it's been a lot of fun since to watch. we started it. Yeah. So now we we're just going to go back to watching like the NXT 205 and other stuff until they add something else on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Which I'm sure they will do. So, uh listen to that. We're still we'll still be doing up next. So keep listening for that. NXT is going nowhere. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's not leaving. Right, right. Oh, I thought you meant like it's going nowhere. No, no, no. Because of tonight's episode. It's still here Wednesday. You were really mad at this this week's episode. Yeah, this week's episode That's what I thought you meant. That's what I thought you meant. Uh, But we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. We have a lot to talk about. It is one week away from our favorite holiday, if it's an actual holiday, Halloween. Mm Mm-hmm. We did a movie review, and shout out to all the the listeners from Post Wrestling and and new listeners who found us. We did our first movie review. Of John Carpenter's 1978 classic, Halloween, 
We did that. Yeah, and had a much better response than I thought we would, to be honest. Yeah, it was we a just bit did of an experiment, for, yeah. a bit of fun, and yeah, it seemed to be taken pretty well. So if you uh, are a horror fan or a Halloween fan, you like spooky stuff, or you don't and you just want to hear more of us, go on our uh, podcast feed and listen to our movie review of Halloween. Um, we chat all sorts of things uh, all about the movie. We do a review of it. We chat about it. We give our thoughts on some sequels. Um, we got a chance to watch the newest sequel, though, um, the new Halloween, that 40 years later, 40 fucking years later, Michael Myers is still Halloween H4O. H4O. Yeah. We saw it opening day, because we're, we're cool like that. Um, what did you think of this new movie, the, the installment, the, the only sequel they're pretending actually happened? Yeah, I, I loved it. I... I don't really get scared at horror films anymore. It takes a lot to make me scared. Right. And I can't say it was a scary film. But sure. being a fan of the original, I really enjoyed it. Um, it I thought the opening scene... Um, let's talk spoilers. Uh, sure, yes. So skip ahead if you have Spoilers, people get killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, the opening scene of them, like the podcasters visiting Michael... Yes, it's also about a podcast that see, starts this shit, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you see Michael out of his mask, but only from behind, and he's sort of chained up and he's in old and in like uh, in the outside, and everyone's only got a certain box uh, right. to stand in. Um, and one of the podcasters is trying to get a reaction from him by holding up the mask uh, that he wore forty years ago when he went on his killing spree. Spooky. Um, I thought the opening scene was awesome. Um, right. It was probably my favourite thing about the film. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic. Yes. Um, very different character from the original. Like, you can tell 40 years of paranoia has got to her. Right, so they pretend like none of the sequels happen and that Michael Myers, on the original night of the attacks, the original movie, he gets captured and then 40 years later, he somehow, some way escapes and is once again after Laurie. They make fun of... They have little jokes and take shots at older sequels, um, you know, saying like, oh, it, it, isn't Laurie and Michael Myers brothers and sisters? And they're like, no, that's just something the media made up years later. And yeah. it's like funny things like that, uh, little digs at that, because they're kind of making the story a little bit more black and white, Yeah, which is like, why is this madman trying to kill this poor woman? Uh, I really liked that I as well. didn't like the uh the new Loomis. Yeah, so all. Dr. Loomis, uh the actual actor, uh Donald Pleasance, yeah. um has passed away obviously years and years ago, so they couldn't have him involved in this movie. They mention him, there's images of him, but they have like this new doctor. Yeah. And uh, there's like twists and turns in this whole movie, but this this doctor was I just strange. felt he didn't really have I thought they could have done some sort of cool tie-in whether it be like Loomis's kid or, sure. or something like that have him tied to Loomis a bit more right I didn't think he was a very good actor no he's um, like, he was he British no he was like no French, he was French I think and then was, there was this was... weird like big show heel turn for no real reason and... yeah he was my least favorite part of the movie um, yeah as a huge nerd of the original and this whole thing like like I'm obsessed with this this one is definitely one of the stronger sequels mm. um, I know a lot of our listeners have been saying that the fourth one with the the debut of the the little girl I was really their favorite yeah I but like that one. I really like Halloween 2 which is like the original sequel and then I also really like h2o and then I really like this one so those are the three standout sequels to me this one I would put up 
with H2O because maybe looking back, H2O is kind of like not the greatest movie ever made. It's very entertaining. And I feel like I got that out of this one. Yeah. So I, I just, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to go out and say this was a, a, you know, give this a five star rating here, but I think it was definitely up there because I really enjoyed it. it. It was like what Star Wars did with the, the like, Force Awakens. Yeah. Completely. They, like, like it take was, older things, mix it with the, the new stuff. and it's A lot cool. of nostalgia there for yeah. proper fans. And um, it's scary movies. Scary movies are always fun. So yeah. um, go check out the new Halloween movie. Um, I enjoyed it. We got to watch it again so that we can do a review of that. But should we be doing another movie review in the near future? Well, uh, yeah, we were talking last night. Uh, we'd like to do another one. Um, so a lot of people have asked us to do another Halloween review. Yes, we've got a lot of people asking so, for Halloween. So um, Halloween is next week. We'd like to drop a podcast on Halloween. Yes, we uh, should. If possible. So we're going to review Halloween 2, the original sequel. The original Halloween 2. Not the Rob Zombie remake no. of Halloween 2. But no, no, Halloween no. 2. Um, we'll put up a, a uh, forum thread on forum.postwrestling.com. You can go there and put up feedback if you have any for this movie or for the new one or for any of the Halloween things or anything regarding Halloween because tis the season to be spooky. Mm. Um, so go do that and look for that. Halloween 2, we're going to be reviewing that, a movie, another movie podcast on our up next post-wrestling feed. Um, but Halloween is next week. We have a lot to prepare for. We're getting there. We're getting there. Because we have a party tomorrow night. We're throwing our BDE, the Braden David Estate, the housewarming party. We haven't thrown one since moving in here late summer. We decided that we're going to do it for Halloween. So last night we spent a few hours decorating our pad. Making it spooky. Yeah, we got it all. We got cobwebs in the corners. We got hanging hands and chains and goblins and ghouls we got our haunted chair that has a strobe light in the hallway yeah um i'm wondering if people who come to our 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 party know about the haunted chair i'm sure i'll tell them and i'm we'll get people to maybe sit in it and do a seance we got everything we got we got our punch ready to we're gonna make some punch tomorrow yeah um what else do we need or need to we need know? to carve some pumpkins we need a few more lights um but we're getting there you can see um on your story actually the Yes, I took, a, so far. I took a video. Go yeah. to uh, uh, my Instagram, um, at the Bray D. Um, it's very, very funny. Um, you are working on your costume. Mm -hmm. You're going to be a girl from The Purge. Yeah, pretty much. Is that the, right? The candy shop girl from candy The Purge. Candy shop girl from The Purge. Yeah. So, if, but my mask still hasn't arrived yet. I don't think you're getting it. I don't think I am. No. Um, which is sad, because that was the reason why That was the real tie-in to the costume. I, I'm dressing up as a girl. Yeah, you tried on a tutu and a corset yesterday yeah. uh, for me to, to, to see. So that was And fun. the verdict? Uh, it looked great. Thank you. Um, I can't ever look at you the same. <laughs> Please don't try on fishnets. You'll ruin them for me. <laughs> uh, so you're waiting on your purge mask. Yeah. I got my nun costume because yeah. I'm trying to cleanse my sins. I'm trying to repent. Uh, we still don't... Uh, Wei has confirmed he's coming, but... Oh, uh, Wei Ting has we confirmed. We still don't know what he's going to be. Oh, uh, I have a feeling Wei is the kind of guy who shows up in a baseball hat and says, I'm a, I'm a baseball player. Yeah. I'm a rookie. Uh, <laughs> Wei better have a costume. Um, but still no, still no verdict on John Pollock. No. Coming... Going to they should be wrestlers because they're doing their Halloween yeah. contest. They should be professional wrestling inspired Halloween costume. 
what would John and Wave be for Halloween? Like, we'll do that good, like, couple costume for John and Wave. Oh. Because me and you as wrestlers, I don't know who we look like as wrestlers. We could be like the Revival. We could be like... Yeah, I guess. New uh, Day. <laughs> um, I'm drawing a blank. Well, we'll see what Wei takes shows up to our party. He has confirmed, um, but no John Polly. So we're getting ready for our party. We're going to have some spooky music. We need uh, Werewolves of London on repeat all day. Um, we need some spooky snacks. We got all that things. We'll... we'll We'll take some pictures and post it up on our Instagrams and Twitters at the Brady at Davy Portman for our Halloween party at the BDE. So send us our love this Friday, and uh, we'll share some of that. What, what what else do we have to talk about? Um, did you see the news about Crown Jewel this morning? Um, well, I heard some things about it. You tell me. Yeah. Um, WWE have released a statement this yes. morning uh, confirming that uh, they will be going ahead. Crazy. Um, I'll read their their statement. Uh, They said, WWE has operated in the Middle East for nearly 20 years and has developed a sizable and dedicated fan base. Considering the heinous crime committed at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul, the company faced a very difficult decision as it relates to its event scheduled for November 2nd in Riyadh. Similar to other US-based companies who plan to continue operations in Saudi Arabia, the company has decided to uphold its contractual obligations to the General Sports Authority and stage the event. Four-year 2018 guidance is predicated on the staging on, of the Riyadh event as scheduled. So they're going to do the show so they're going in ahead. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, this is bad news all over it. Uh, Hogan is making his return. Is Hulk Hogan actually of returning? all the shows to come back at for Fuck. doing what he did... Is this really the most sensible one? Well, David, you're forgetting one thing. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand. It don't help to hide. So what? Oh, Saudi Arabia show should be cancelled. Fuck it. Hulk Hogan's coming out. Yeah. Main eventing. New Universal Champion. Hulk He'll Hogan. replace Cena in the World Cup. He should. <laughs> <laughs> I am not watching this show. I am I... boycotting this show. I'd like to say I won't, but. I probably will. So um, ridiculous. The first one was so weird watching it for not these reasons. Mm. And now with these... The thing is, this time they've actually built it up as a pay-per-view. Last yeah. time they, they they announced the matches, but there wasn't really anything uh, no. going into it. No. It did... You could completely take it away from everything that was happening and you wouldn't know you missed anything. I don't know. This uh, it's ridiculous. It's so what if something bad happens? Like like what if something terrible goes on during the show or they get terrible even more terrible pre- like the press already is crazy but like I feel like it's just a, such a bad look. What I find odd is they say they their first statement was we're monitoring the situation. Okay, you've monitored it. It's been confirmed that They're monitoring... this guy was murdered. Right. All right, yeah, let's go ahead. Ridiculous. They're monitoring they're monitoring their bank accounts. Yeah. So that's what matters. I like obviously if they pulled out, they would um, uh, they would suffer a hit. But I think in the long run, they'd look way better for doing it. They should have done it, and they're not. So crown jewel, best in the world. Um, and we've got uh, evolution coming up this weekend. Evolution coming up this weekend, uh, which that's has right. been again a 
just a weirdly booked show. Like, so strange. Apart from the... I mean, the Becky and Charlotte feud feels like the main feud on SmackDown. It should be the main, that, That's been built well. But I'm most excited about the matches we've been watching every week. Yes, I'm, the Mae Young Classic finale. Kyrie and Shayna. And we now know uh, the winners. Some uh, people are mad. Finalists. Well, some people are mad. If you watched regular WWE programming this week, mm. including Raw and SmackDown, and you saw promo videos for Evolution, mm. you already saw... Who the main two finalists really? would be yeah. in this pay-per-view. That's how much they give a fuck about this Evolution yeah. pay-per-view. Um, they're like, hey, look, we're doing terrible shit over in Saudi Arabia. Let's throw an all-first-ever, all-women's event to kind of cloud everyone's... Realistically, views. they they should have um, wrapped up the Mae Young Classic last week. Right. And had them on Raw. Do something on Raw. Get... Sure. Because I think we said this last week, how much of your core audience actually watch NXT? Sure. And then from that, how much of those fans watch the Mae Young Classic? It's, you're not going to have much of that arena sure. knowing who these girls are and and having watched the whole thing leading up to it. I think they should have put uh, both of these matches they're hyping up on Raw or SmackDown for a segment or just a promo package, something. See, I'm 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 looking forward to this event simply because of the matches I do want to see. Yeah, um, it, and it's just like a, a new event, a new everything in general. It's just interesting. So I will be watching this one, but I will not be watching Crown Jewel. But we do know the final of the May Young Classic, and we'll get to that when we talk about the May Young Classic. But things have been super super spooky on NXT, and I feel like this is the the final the reveal. This is. The Who Shot JR of NXT, and David, we need to talk about it. Well, let's do it. NXT from October 24th, 2018, Full Sail University. This is the last set of tapings before the War Games takeover, so there is a lot going on here. Uh, I like when they do the, uh, um, the, the... This was all taped last week in Florida. And I like how they advertise like people going to the event, like, hey, this is the last tapings mm. before takeover, so get it in gear. like Get, your, get hyped, essentially. Yeah. And I felt like it really helped, because this crowd for this whole episode was just behind everything yeah. they were super hot so it made a made the show a bit more fun to watch um the show starts off with william regal and a bunch of uh mall cops security guards jobber cops outside the full sale arena he says gentlemen i need you to get alistair to me when he comes here tonight i don't want alistair black coming out here without talking to me first i feel these uh anytime you see uh, security or cops or whatever on WWE programming, they're essentially the red shirts of Star Trek. You know they're gonna die. <laughs> you know they're gonna die. Any like cop security, anything, you're like, oh, that guy's really looks like a wrestler, but not really a wrestler, but he's dressed up as a cop. You're you're gonna die. Yeah, you're gonna eat it. Um, Vic Joseph is in for Mauro Ranallo on commentary and says that Mauro is away on assignment, but Mauro will be back to call TakeOver War Games. So it is Vic Joseph 
Nigel, and Percy. And as they're doing this intro, I'm like, hey, you know what? These three are bad. And right as they go to like cue up the first segment, Percy like <laughs> says something and fucks up. We were watching this together and we just started laughing. We're like, Percy's getting better. And then he goes, right, guys? This is all taped. Like, it's not live. He's like, what? Can you go... Sorry, guys. Can I just redo that bit again? <laughs> like, uh, uh, you know what? Percy has gotten better. Oh yeah, way Cause you, better. Because you don't even reckon, realize he's there almost. Because he's like just like extra there. But this was funny because we were like, oh, he's gotten better, and then he kind of messes up, and we're like, his oh. best call <laughs> is the um, when they were setting up that triple threat that never happened. Right? Is the he didn't mean to do that. I love that <laughs> in all the promo videos. He didn't mean to do it. It's great. Have Percy. Uh, Undisputed Era, um, they come down to the ring. Kyle O'Reilly keeps getting... He must be taking lessons because his air guitar is through the roof. He keeps getting better at it. He's like like flailing the arms, kicking his feet while he's doing it. He's crazy. Um, They are uh, here, all four of them, because last week we saw the return of Bobby Fish. He is back from his knee injury. So the the strong four, the four horsemen, the undisputed era, what I got like four of them, they are so over. The crowd is like crazy hot for them. Uh, They come in here. They grab a microphone. Adam Cole says, in case you've been living under a rock, Bobby Fish is back. Undisputed era is now at 100%. So everyone consider this a warning. We're going to get people to fear NXT. Undisputed era is NXT. And Ricochet... You have my property, and I want my rematch. And this is where, not Ricochet's music hits, but EC3, his music hits. He comes out with a microphone. He's wearing crocodile boots and a fur coat. He looks pretty swagged out. And a crazy, crazy tan. (laughs) Yeah. He was very orange. Yeah. Um... (laughs) He says uh, that Adam Cole has just surrounded himself with three yes-men and that Cole does not deserve a rematch to Ricochet. Cole gets really mad and says, you know what, EC3, shut up. Let's get a ref out here and let's have ourselves a match. So Adam Cole demands a match with EC3 for interrupting him. And that's what we just get. Adam Cole versus EC3, which is very interesting. I don't know if this has happened before. It quite possibly has happened on the indies but very interesting dynamic considering where these two guys were in the past few years yeah. and now they're here in the WWE show Adam Cole and EC3 in NXT um, EC3 hits his elbow early on the EC3 elbow um, he's mocking the Adam Cole boom the yeah. the taunt he does which is really funny um, he does like this like back lift into a face first thing on the apron. Uh, Cole fights back in the ring, hits a neck breaker. Um, the Ushiguroshi on EC3. Uh, name a better wrestling move than the Ushiguroshi. I dare you. You can't. Um, there's a stinger splash and a high angle German suplex from EC3. He's getting a lot better in the ring, I have to say. He, he's actually trying here because his German is, is beautiful. Um, he then hits a sit out power bomb, but the distraction from Undisputed Era causes the the breakup here, which allows Adam Cole to connect with a super kick to EC3, but it's not enough as he hits this inside-out lariat, flipping Adam Cole all the way over. Um, Cole goes for the last shot, but EC3 ducks and rolls up Adam Cole and pins him. Yes, you heard that correctly. EC3 has pinned 
Adam Cole. Um, the camera shows that Adam Cole is just shocked. He does not know what's going on. He does. He just looks so upset. And as me and you were watching this, I yelled, I yelled out, "Wow! They're they should probably kill him." <laughs> and as the words didn't even finish coming out of my mouth. Out of your screen, like the corner of your screen, Rod, Roderick Strong goes flying into the frame with a sick kick, damn near taking off EC3's head outside of the ring. All of the Undisputed Era guys beat down EC3. They drag him up the ramp to the front of the stage there, and they do this move where they, like, two of the guys hold his arms while he's, like, standing on his knees, which allows Adam Cole to hit the last shot. From behind, I believe. Um, they, it's like the, it's like they hold him up like Jesus, and yeah. then he hits him with the last shot. It's like the passion of the era. So they should call that move. That should be their finish if they do things, because it's it's deadly. You know how Kenny and Coda hold the guys by the arms, and then they do the double, yep. the knee thing. It's like that, except he's hitting the last shot. So I think it looks cool. Um, then Bobby Fish is not done. He grabs a steel chair from the commentary table, walks over, and starts slamming EC3 with it. They, they basically do exactly what I yelled at the TV. They're going to kill him. And they did. EC3 may be out with an injury, storyline-wise here. Um, so Undisputed Era is a force to be reckoned with. I thought this was fantastic. Um... Undisputed Era is super over. All four of these guys are at the top of their game. And even EC3 in this was really entertaining and really good. So Yeah, I thought this was a, a really fun TV match. I was surprised by the finish. I right, wasn't expecting too. that at all. Um, Bobby Fish was great. Like Throughout the whole match, he was just yelling from the outside, like calling every technicality. He's going, get in there and ask him, ref. Um, Adam boy, Adam boy, Adam. Um... <laughs> Like, I find them all very entertaining. Uh, they look so much better, four of them now, as right, well. Right, they're it like looks, wolves. They're yeah. like mean. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. The crowd were all chanting, thank you, Bobby, at the end. So, obviously, you've gone off EC3 a bit. Yeah, like, EC3 is like that weird... We like... Because there's a lot of people with his signs that, yeah. when he won. And they were hot when he won. But at the same time, Undisputed Era is just cooler. Yeah. Like, uh, I joked to you and said, well, there's four of them, and they're so over, they should go turn face and you were like well actually if they do that they'll just be lame so yeah. they won't do that so I think that's the, the charm with Undisputed Eras in full sale is they're the bad guys that you like to cheer so yeah EC3 winning is very strange but then them killing him that was pretty wild yeah I liked it um, we go to William Regal he's outside with his, oh sorry it's not William Regal it's his security guards the mall cops they're all standing outside full sale standing and waiting and we hear laughter. And it's Nikki Cross. She is uh, kind of poking her head out through these security guards and, and starts laughing and says, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Clearly talking about Aleister Black, who may or may not be coming. We then go to our next matchup. It is Aaliyah, the chick from the six. Uh, and she will be facing the NXT debut... Of a superstar me and you may be a little bit more familiar with now since we've been watching the Mae Young Classic. But the crowd last week chanted in Full Sail University, please sign Mia. And uh, that's exactly what Triple H did because Mia Yim is making her debut here in NXT versus Aaliyah. Um, 
This was pretty much a squash match, in my opinion. There was a northern light suplex with a beautiful bridge, by I must say, by Aaliyah. Um, There's a lot of brawling and rolling around and some rest holds. And the soul food for the win by Mia Yim. This was kind of a throwaway for me. This wasn't much of a match at all. No. Um, I don't think it really showcased how, uh, how good Mia Yim is. Right. Um, which... I think you kind of want to do on the... Sure. Okay, a lot of them start with these squash matches, but you show a few cool moves. I like. I don't think soul food is a no, particular No, I, like, I don't like that move. Um, the eat defeat, the soul food. Yeah. Right? It's the one where you, you have your foot up and then you drop back and you kick the guy. Like, it doesn't look... It, yeah. Not even kick the guy. They eat a stunner with your foot. I don't like that move. I, uh... Yeah, so I didn't think it did... Because I think Miriam's fantastic. If you've been right. listening to... The other half of our, our show, like she was the one I wanted to win the whole right, tournament. Right. Um, she's she's great, and I didn't think it really showed her off at all here. Um, I think Aaliyah has got better. She's like sure. way better than she used to be. I think that Northern Light Suplex looked great. Right. But she's still got a long way to go, right. and she's been there a long time. Yeah, like where where do you go with from like here? You've just been jobbing out, and like you're a face. Are you a baby? You're a heel here. Like I don't know what's yeah. going on. So. I think I think this uh, she suits being a heel better. Yes, um, she's just too Carmella for me. Yeah, there's it's she's not supposed to be working. bad and bougie. Like that's her gimmick. Is she's mm. all like rich and stuff, but it just doesn't like. Um, Vic, Vic Joseph, who's filling in for Morrow here, is like, uh, I had a chance to talk to Aaliyah today, and she said that her biggest regret is not being able to see herself perform live. And, like, that is a actual quote from Kanye West. Oh, really? That is a Kanye West <laughs> quote. Of course it is, because yeah. Kanye West. So, like, I get it's funny, but it's you're, she's trying to go that route, and I feel like Carmella already is that character. Yeah. Like, so, Mella is money. Like, so, why are you trying to be a rich, hot Gangster girl, like it just doesn't work for me. Um, and Mia Yim, I think she will be fine. Just there's a few ma- too many cooks yeah. in the women's division right now. We got Shayna and Kyrie at Evolution for the t- women's title, and after that we maybe got Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. We got a few other, um, w- few other women that are kind of in line for that. So Mia I Yim don't just think got- Nikki's going to be in line again. Sure, yeah, um, exactly. I think Bianca will right. be next, right? And probably Lacey Evans. Like they do seem high up on yes. her. Uh, I think she's down the road. Uh, Well, speaking of Bianca Belair, we go backstage and it's Bianca Belair arguing with William Regal. She's mad at him. She's off uh, in the... They're off in like down the hallway and you can hear her yelling, I'm undefeated, Mr. Regal. Do you understand that? Undefeated. I want my title shot. I want it. I want it. And she walks off. Kathy Kelly then runs in to interview William Regal. Uh, he says, Regal says, I don't know who Nikki says who attacked Black. He, 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 he has not been told. Nikki has not talked to him. Black has not talked to him. Regal says, I don't know who attacked Black. But I know that if Alistair Black comes here tonight, he will rain hell on NXT. And this is where Undisputed Era interfere here. There's a lot of interfering in this night's episode it's just chaotic adam cole with undisputed era he says how could you let ec3 do whatever he wants what kind of place you run in here and they're just angry because ec3 interrupted then was allowed a match and then won that match so they're just being the 
the snarky heels. But if you watch Kyle O'Reilly in the background here was the best part of this. Well, that's when he was doing those crazy facial expressions where he's like, oh, oh, oh. Kyle O'Reilly, fantastic. You'll find it. It's gift already, I'm sure. It's been gift. <laughs> yeah, you will find it. It's so funny. Kyle is the goat of reactions and facial reactions. Um, Regal says that, you know, you guys are a bunch of jabronis, essentially. He says that you guys... Uh, um, Avoided the War Raiders. Well, next week, Bobby Fish, welcome back. It's going to be Adam Cole and Bobby Fish versus the War Raiders next week on NXT and then walks off. Regal looks like he's having a hard day. Like, this is a tough day like, for Regal. He's like a dad that's kind of lost control a bit. Like, it's like a cop who doesn't know what's going on. And he looks tired. Yeah. Uh, poor William Regal. Uh, we go to a vignette. There's a lot of vignettes on tonight's show. A lot of backstage stuff. Um, Lacey Evans, a vignette for her that she talks about being a former Marine and she stands for what every woman strives to be. She says, act like a lady. And she's got a right, a woman's right. So clearly they want to push her more. She hasn't uh, really done too much to impress me, but uh, the character I feel like could go places if worked properly, if like, I don't know, if it evolves properly. Mm. If they kind of keep her in that one-dimensional thing. I don't know if it'll really yeah. work, but uh, they're really hyping her. They also hype up the May Young Classic. They remind you to watch uh, the semifinals tonight and WWE Evolution this weekend, which hypes up our vignette number two here. Vignette, vignette, vignette. Yes, Just... lots of vignettes. Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Um, the promos for this video, for this match have been really good, actually. Everything for this match has been good. So this is just a highlighting. Everything that's happened, the package, the video package here. Um, in, in new clips where Shayna's being interviewed, like, about the match, like, I'm going to beat her and stuff like that, she's actually, like, has a nasty cut on her forehead. Mm. And, like, they didn't even, like, put makeup on it. They didn't even cover it up, which I'm like, yo, badass. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Shayna's the best. She's your favorite now. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, the Submission Magician versus the Pirate Princess at WWE Evolution for the NXT Women's Title. That is the most ma hyped match I want to see this yeah. Sunday. Yeah, that and the and the final. Right. The t on my right. Team. Yeah, yeah. I feel like these two will will kill each other. Kyrie and Shayna have this crazy opportunity to be on this WWE show. I feel like this will be uh, maybe match of the night. Uh, the cool, cool video package showing Shayna bullying Kyrie, throwing her treasure. Remember when she did that? What a mean lady. Um, I know you're upset, but who's going to win that match? Does Kyrie retain? Uh, I could see Shayna winning it back. Um, I don't want her to, but I could see that happening. Could I be can interesting. See a title switch. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, but then, what do you do with Kyrie? Kyrie's lost at sea. I think Bianca's next in line, so I guess Bianca Kyrie makes more sense. Right. But then, what do you do with Shayna? Do you right. move her up? Sure. If she loses this, you could. I mean, she could lose and then help Ronda. Sure. Against Nikki or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Anything to help Ronda against Nikki. <laughs> I don't want to see Nikki at all. Um, we go to uh, a match here tonight. It is a man named... Finally. <laughs> Justin Xavier. Justin Xavier versus Cassius Ono. And if you thought Cassius Ono couldn't look any worse, he's cut his hair. 
It looks ridiculous. I think he looks better than really what he had. Like he just needs to wear shoulder length straight. I no, it's bad. Well, he is here because he believes that shiny new toys are easily broken and cheaply made. Because Cassiano is upset that so many people come through NXT and take his spot, so he's here to to stop that. Uh, Cassiano, we haven't seen him in a while, like wrestle in a while. Um, he he like has like gear made for him, and it's really nice. But just something about his look still doesn't doesn't do it for me. Like it just I can't. It's not believable for me. But then you watch this guy wrestle, and you're like, holy oh, shit, so this good. guy's so good. Um, uh, Another thing is here, he's trying to be that, like, dickhead. He's trying like to be it. a prick, yeah. Like, he's he's going out with this gimmick, like, screw... He's, he's calling out Matt Riddle without calling out Matt Riddle. Mm. And he's like, screw all these new, shiny new toys. Like, I'm going to fuck them up, essentially. Um, and that's what he does to this, this jobber here, Justin Xavier. There's a cyclone boot, uh, another running boot to the corner, like a wasteland-style power slam. Hits his back sentons, and... The finish here comes with like the rainmaker twist around into the elbow to the back of the head, the KO elbow, the rolling elbow, and he pins Justin Xavier. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, and then Nikki Cross comes out on the ramp and says he's coming, and then runs away. Um, so Matt Riddle versus Cassiano at Takeover War Games. It's like the indie wrestling dream match. I think that match is going to be insane. Right? Like that it should, should be. still the show, but you're going to have awesome matches on it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Again, like here I am making fun of how Cassiano should probably wear pants when he wrestles. But then I watched this and like he killed this dude. So now I'm like super excited to see him versus mm. Matt Riddle. And they're going to promote this even more so because we get another vignette here. But this time... I'm a little more intrigued. It says next week we get the debut of Matt Riddle. Bro. Uh, this looks crazy. I can't wait to see this dude on NXT TV next week. Maybe Cassiano comes out next week already on his first match and says, like, hey, bud, fuck you. I'm on, I want peace <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I'll be wearing my flip-flops. I'll be smoking a joint. I'll be ready to watch Matt Riddle on my favorite wrestling show. Um, I don't think he'll be in NXT very long. I think this is a guy who's going to show how good he is, and they're going to be like, why the fuck is this guy here? Let's go. And then put the rocket to his back, main roster, and then he'll get fucked up. There. <laughs> True, but like, yeah, they're so it's so bloated up there. It is. Um, like, Or is it? Definitely, I can see him in either the... North American. I can see him in the North American picture sure. rather than the, the NXT. NXT title picture. Or maybe he's the guy for a long time here. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm super excited seeing him. I want to see him in a lot of NXT matches rather than main roster. Sure. I just feel like he's just... There's, there's, there's money to be made. Yeah. WWE will do what they need to do. Uh, so Matt Riddle next week on NXT. Can't wait to talk about that next week on our show. But we go to what everyone is waiting for. William Regal has an announcement tonight. He promised he had an announcement. He comes down to the ring. He says, four weeks away to war games. And he says that I have an announcement to make regarding the NXT 
title match. And this is where Champa comes out. The NXT champion makes his way to the ring. He comes down here. He says, William Regal, wipe that smug look off your face. Make your announcement, boy. And William Regal says, well, at TakeOver War Games, you will be defending your title against, and before you can finish, Velveteen Dreams music hits. He comes down to the ring. He says, uh, the headliner is here. William Regal, I want you to say my name. Regal, say it. But before William Regal can say his name, Lars Sullivan comes out here. He says, everyone, be mindful where you are because this is Lars Sullivan territory and the NXT title belongs to me. I thought Lars sounded really good here. He did. Um, it seems like he's been working on his speech impediment. Sure, his yeah. speech was way, way better. Um, yeah, I thought he sounded good. He is menacing when he uses big words. I mm. like that gimmick. Um, Dream cuts him off and says... Um, you may be a nightmare to the dream, but the dream says you should wear some pants. Because <laughs> everyone's wearing clothes here, except yeah. Lars Sullivan. <laughs> you didn't get that memo. <laughs> um, Nikki Cross now comes out. That's right. Okay, so recap here before we continue. William Regal's in the ring. Tomasa Champa's in the ring. Velveteen Dream is in the ring. Lars Sullivan is like on the apron uh, outside the ring, okay? And Nikki Cross comes out and she starts yelling, He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. The camera cuts to the mall cops, the security guards the outside. Red yeah, <laughs> the, the Star Trek red shirts, if you will. And oh boy, it feels like the Attitude Era all over again. Alistair Black is here at Full Sail, and he is fucking mad. He starts kicking the shit out of security guards left and right, hitting Black Mass here, bing, boom, bow, beating up this guy, kicking a guy through a door. What's going on here, David? <laughs> this is bananas. Yeah, this is cool. Alistair uh, I'm Black about to get really mad. This is really cool. <laughs> Alistair Black is so mad. He's kicking the shit out of everyone. And next thing you know, it cuts back to the ring. Tomasa Champa gets the fuck out of there. He runs Peace. away. He runs away. Nikki Cross is still screaming. Uh, we go into the ring. Alistair Black runs in there. And um, I'm pretty sure he, he black masses Lars Sullivan. He black masses Lars off the apron and looks sick. Yeah, he kills yeah. Lars Sullivan. He broke his jaw again. Yeah, he's making up for that shit one he did at that takeover <laughs> match they did. He, he black masses Lars Sullivan. Velveteen Dream gets the hell out of there, too. He hightails it. William Regal is left standing there face-to-face -face with Aleister Black. And Black just starts screaming, Where is he? Where is he? Where is he, Regal? Where is he? And Aleister Black turns around, and he is super-kicked to the ground by Johnny Gargano. Fucking mad. Wearing all black in his best symbiote suit impression, he picks up William Regal's microphone and says, I'm right here, and drops the microphone. William Regal is in shock. Full Sail is in shock. The NXT logo comes up, and we fade to black. No pun intended. Holy shit. The Who Shot JR 
has been revealed. Who attacked Alistair Black? David, I was right all along. It was Johnny Gargano, the hero we thought we needed, the, th the hero we thought we had is not a hero because you know what? All heroes die, David. All heroes die. Johnny Gargano has taken out Aleister Black. I fucking loved it. This is one of my favorite things in wrestling this year. This is definitely one of my favorite turns ever. Oh. I love it. I'm so upset. How sad are I'm you? I'm so upset. It's like Peter Parker turned heel. It's... What's the line from Dark Knight? Uh, about trying to be a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Yeah. You either die a hero or live long enough to become you the villain. You either die a hero or live long enough to be see yourself become the villain. Uh, I'm sad. Good. Like, um, I think I mentioned this to you last week. I know, like, that uh, about the whole um, alliance invasion angle. And I know a lot of people, like, sure. look down on that. But that was sort of when I was at my height of interest as a right. kid of wrestling. I loved Kurt Angle. Like, Kurt Angle was my guy. He sure. was my hero. And then when he ended up joining the Alliance, I was like, upset. I'm done. I don't want to watch this anymore. Oh, I'm upset. Wow. And that's how I feel here. Wow. I'm really upset. You mean I'm not going to get that Hell in a Cell match? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we have a long... There's a long ways away till WrestleMania. I mean, part of me thinks it makes sense because half the crowd were turning on him anyway. Yes. So... Like, strike now before just everyone becoming apathetic towards it, him. So, um, it makes a lot of sense, but yeah, I'm... What am I going to do with my Johnny Wrestling shirt now? Burn it. So mad. Burn it. Dip it in black ink, because Johnny Gargano is now Venom. Spider-Man is no more. We are only Venom. Um, I love this. He's even wearing all black. Yeah. It's the little things here. Um... And just the thing where Alistair's yelling, who, where is he? Where is he? Boom, gets kicked. Yeah. Picks it up was the microphone. Cool. It was well executed. I'm right here. Come on. Dude is amazing. We've had two really good turns this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, this is fantastic. I'm mad though. I'm Johnny mad. Gargano is revealed as the, the assailant, the attacker. All these months of this, what was not my favorite storyline, which definitely, there was definitely weeks where I was not into this at all. I was just over it very early on. This saved it for me. I really enjoyed Johnny Gargano being the, 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 the heel here, the mean guy. Also, Johnny can turn, Johnny can turn back face before WrestleMania. He can, he can join up with Ciampa again as the heel DIY I mean, I can, and then I turns on him. That. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do that, do that. Johnny and, Johnny and Ciampa become DIY again. So... Are we going to get that triple threat match now? At um, some point, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think you know <coughs> where they're going because you don't read ahead, but you, you read ahead. So I think you know. Uh, well, I would assume that at TakeOver, it's Johnny versus Black one-on-one. -on -one. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Champ has got Dream, hasn't he? Although Lars is in this mix too, so I don't True. know. Um, I would I would book it Lars not in that title shot picture but no I me. I guess you do Dream and Dream and Champa Black and Gargano and then Rumble you can do a triple threat maybe sure. that we never got right well either way I'm super excited this this puts some new life into NXT for me here it puts some new uh, intrigue because it's like the the man we all thought we loved has turned on us and it was him I knew it all along. Someone go find clips of me on yeah, the show. Yeah, you did say. Saying it was going to be him. 
I read my comic books as a kid, <laughs> and I know that, you know, Spider-Man eventually puts on that symbiote suit, and, well, he, he did it tonight. So, Johnny Gargano, uh, the GOAT, really. Why can't we get these Saudi princes to pay for Johnny Gargano versus Shawn Michaels? Let's, <laughs> let's do that, because he's the GOAT. The GOAT! telling you let's go see some feedback and see if people maybe agree with me or agree with you on that forum.postwrestling.com we post up our feedback go and post comments or questions about uh, nxt every week and we'll read them here on the show so do we have any here tonight we um, do do you want to read that sure um so we have uh, chris from central queensland australia uh Aaliyah is a heel now Last time I remember seeing her, she was a happy young girl with cat ears. Yeah, she's been healed a while now. She yeah, was, yeah. She's been aligned with uh, Lacey Evans. Um, also didn't expect that Johnny Wrestling was the attacker of Alistair Black. Well, Braden did. Um, <laughs> he's got some feedback for NXT UK as well. Did you get a chance to watch it this no, week? No, I didn't watch it this week. Um, I did watch it. Um, he goes, good UK debut match between Dakota Kai and Killer Kelly. Gotta love the British fans. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. Right. Classic. Davey, as a Brit, uh, how do you feel about NXT UK? Is it a good thing for the overall UK and Europe scene? Um, firstly, yeah, Zach Gibson was great. He came in and the the crowd treated him like as dick. the biggest heel. Right. Um, just booing, uh, like doing the stand-up if you hate Gibson. Shoes off if you hate Gibson. He was going on about how... Um, his title opportunity against uh, Pete Dunne, how was he ever going to win that? Because he had three matches in one night the day before, right, right. which he won. And then he's got the whole of the Royal Albert Hall just distracting him with their stupid nonsense, with their shoes in the air and stuff. Um, he's even demanding for the mic to be turned up because the crowd of that sure. crowd shit okay, on so him. He's, just a uh, he's great. He's fantastic. Um, the UK scene, I mean... It's if it stays as it is, I don't think it's bad for the scene at all because I I feel they're not exclusive to these NXT UK contracts. Sure. They can still work all these dates. Um, if it gets to a point where it's going to start uh, stopping a lot of these people from um, other feds, from other yeah, I think that's when it could be a problem. Yeah, um, but if anything, it's it's allowing younger guys in those. Uh, in the indie promotions have a chance there to be or these guys go up yeah um, everyone wants to be in WWE so yeah um, I think I mean we're two weeks in so it's too early to say right um, but yeah I'm I'm interested in it oh uh, Eddie Dennis had another vignette this week as well nice um, and that was pretty cool he was basically just saying about how he's pissed off because it was always him Mark Andrews and Pete Dunne Growing up, this was their shared dream, and they fucked off and did it on their own. And now it's now it's his turn to sure. prove that everyone was wrong in calling these two and not him. But I, I'm interested in seeing the show. I just I don't have I didn't have time, time to yeah. watch it before yeah. we record. Busy so. decorating. Exactly, we had to decorate the BD. Um, we go to Postmate. He says, "A long time listener, first time poster." Well, hey, I always love our favorites. A long time, first time. Yeah. So if you're a long time first time and you've never been a long time first time, you should go to forum.postwrestling.com one Wednesday night, early Thursday morning and post up 
some feedback for our show. Love me some long time, first time. Well, Postmate here says that the BDE is the greatest. Thank you. Bobby Fish is cooler than I can ever hope to be. My old Halo 3 buddy, EC3, has the best oh fuck face um, because of when Roddy came out of the frame yeah. and sick kicked <laughs> his head right off his face. Uh, I'm very funny that he said he used to play Halo 3 with EC3. Halo 3, my favorite of the Halos. Never never touched an Xbox. Oh, Halo is so good. Um, he also goes on and says, Aaliyah has the best Northern Light suplex. Cash's owner looks like Jay Fuck Silent Bob. <laughs> The entire Matt Riddle feature emphasized his giant dong. I noticed that. Alistair Black kicked the ever-living fuck out of everyone, and it was glorious. I'm glad Nikki Cross' storyline is over because she's incredibly <laughs> annoying. And William Regal is my spirit animal. Thank you for the content, my brothers. Your Halloween review was excellent, and everything you do is entertaining. Glenn from Wisconsin. Thank awesome. you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Long well, time, first right time. back to us. Yeah. Uh... I don't recognize this name either, so maybe this is another long time, first time. Pick Japan. Uh, he's talking about the main Oh, this classic. is for the MYC, so we'll get back to that later. Uh, PJ River. I love this episode, especially the ending. Very well executed by everyone involved. I know most of you don't like Nikki, but I love her character. Maybe because I used to work with children with learning difficulties. Uh, Aaliyah still doesn't do it for me. She was better as a singer. Really happy to see Mia Yim on NXT. Uh, like, I don't hate Nikki, but I understand why people don't like her, and I understand why people do. I just feel it's run its course. It, it has. So um, it I has thought it was, tonight. it was it was great use of her for this, uh, this story. It got annoying, but I think, as I said before, I like, I like it when they mix divisions up. So, you've got Nikki, who isn't in the title picture for the women's. What else do you do with her? Yeah. So, she was... She reminded me of Gollum, as I said, like knowing the information that Sauron wants. Where is the ring? And she's just loopy. And does Gollum have different sized uh, nostrils too? <laughs> <laughs> we go to Carlos from sunny Scotland. He says he enjoyed the shotgun match and promos to begin. EC3 and Cole are just great on the mic, and the match was fun. Really dug the hype building promos. That aired, and I'm liking the KO heel run, but oh, NXT, do it again, and just when you think they're getting a four-way for that title and have it revealed, Champa is the attacker, amazing ending. <laughs> yes, uh, he's right. He's got a question. Do you see War Games being four versus four now that Fish is back, or two versus two versus two? Um, no, I believe it is four versus four. I think four. it'll be four v four. It makes more sense yeah. with the four versus four. Undisputed Era versus... Perfect time to have... Fish back as well with that pay per view, right? Um, um, they've also announced um, on Boxing Day at Madison Square Garden. WWE is doing this huge Boxing Day holiday event. They are doing it as part of that match. If you go to this, you get to see an NXT Mega Match, which is Undisputed Era and Champa versus like Gargano, Dream, Dunn. Black, like, I think. Black and... I mean, that could change That now. might change now with the with the storyline here, but that match looks crazy, so there's that as well. Uh, we have one more piece of NXT we at the end We go to there. Tranquilo. Uh, shout out to NXT for making Evolution feel important. The two matches promoted by them and MYC are my only real interest in the matches. I can't wait for Matt Riddle versus Ono, but I can't help but want Ono to win. He's been out here weekly destroying fools, and Matt Riddle hasn't been seen. It would give Ono a real threat level to put Riddle in his place early, but I know that's not the NXT formula. 
What do you guys think? I think it'll be a, a barn burner. I feel like they'll kill each other and it'll be great. But Matt Riddle definitely Matt has Riddle to go over. Yeah, over. definitely. But um, it just that's just... It'll get Ono it'll over, too. it'll be an insane yeah. match. Yeah, I feel like they'll do some crazy... I think it'll be shit. Ono's best match in sure, WWE. Sure, sure, 100%. Um, um, they're just their styles. They're both, like... Their strikes are so strong, fucking style. vicious. Um, yeah, especially Riddle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, that is our feedback for NXT, but we have to remain forever young one last time to talk about the Mae Young Classic. Um, I was just going to go into 205. Oh, right. We finished with Mae Young Right, Classic. that's right. So there's a lot of wrestling on Wednesday nights. David, give me 205 seconds of what happened on 205 Live. Uh, I watched the main event with you. You did. So. First time you've ever watched 205 Live, I think. Ah, uh, definitely. Not. <laughs> I have definitely seen some. Uh, show starts with Lince Dorado with the Lucha House Party versus Mike Canellis. Uh, Dorado knocks Canellis into the corner to start the match and easily takes the early advantage with a hurricanrana and drop kicks. We see TJP in the back. He is wearing a hat, uh, hood up, and a lollipop in his mouth. He looks like a complete douchebag. Uh, Dorado sends Canellis to the outside and goes for a suicide dive, but Maria gets on the apron, causing the distraction. Uh, Canellis comes from behind and hits a big forearm to the back of the head of Dorado and takes the advantage. We then just have chin locks and submissions forever, which just kills the crowd. Uh, Canellis lands a super kick for a two count. Uh, the Lucha House Party are trying to get the crowd into it, but this is a boring match, I think. Um, there's a top rope Rana for a two from Dorado. Dorado goes for a slam, but his back gives out because it's been worked on for the whole match from uh, by Canellis. There's a Bronco Buster, a handspring stunner from Dorado, a shooting star press for a two count. Uh, Canellis gets his foot on the rope. Uh, Bennett then shoves the... Sorry, not Bennett. Canellis shoves the Lucha House Party Ooh. down, uh, but gets caught with a Hurricanrana. Um, they go into the ring. Canellis hits the crossroads. They they didn't call what the move was called, but Rolling I know Rolling the dice. I know it as the crossroads. Called um, the name and change. he gets the win. Um, didn't like this match. Thought it was boring. I think it goes against what 205 should be. And when you've got a tired crowd, this isn't a match you should be putting out in front of them. Um, Drake Maverick speaks. Uh, he says, this is episode 100 of 205 Live. Uh, thanks us for helping them reach 100 episodes. And says next week there will be a number one contendership match, uh, but doesn't say who will be in it. Uh, Kendrick is then shown backstage saying he will show no mercy to Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak. He says, better wrestlers have tried to do what they did and they failed. So next week we'll get Jack Gallagher versus Brian Kendrick. There's a Leo Rush selfie promo. Uh, says, uh, he was never defeated last week. Uh, he goes, you win by luck in these multi-man matches. And the record still shows that he is undefeated one-on-one. -on -one. We get Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy being interviewed. Uh, Buddy says, next week's match should include Tony Nese. Nice says that he should really get an automatic title shot from his last two victories. Uh, but no matter who is champion, out of these two, the championship competition starts and ends with them. Uh, main event, uh, Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami in a Fool's Count Anywhere match. There's vicious strikes from Itami to start. There's an early pin attempt from Ali on the outside. Ali goes for a springboard but gets kicked off by Atami and he hits his head hard on the apron. Ali hits a nice series of kicks, one super kick to the face and another to the back of the head of Hideo. 
There's a rolling X-Factor from Ali for a two count. Ali goes for a springboard on the barricade and Itami trips him, sending him into the timekeeper's area. Hideo keeps on shouting, respect me. And then uh, Mustafa Ali comes out of nowhere with a dive onto Itami and sends him into the announcer's table. He tries to put Hideo through the table, but Itami reverses this into a half Boston Crab. And obviously this hurts a lot more because it it's is on, on the top of the table. Of course. Twice as deadly. Uh, the two are fighting on the outside for a while. Uh, there is a crossbody from the top rope onto the floor onto Hideo for a two count. Itami attempts a... I called it the Constato. He like put his head on one stairs and tried to slam ah, the other set of stairs. Constato. Constato. Nice. Uh, so he attempts it on Ali, but Ali dodges it and then jumps off the, ta- uh, the chair, sorry, the stairs to hit a tornado DDT. That was crazy. Which looked really cool. Um, he then sets the table up on the outside, uh, lays Hideo across it, and hits a 450 splash through the table for the win. Insane. Um, Crazy Good spot. match. I didn't think this was as good as their other two matches they've had recently. Uh, good spot to finish it. I think the crowd were a bit dead. Um, as I said, I think that... Which is too bad, because some of the spots in this would were be cool. crazy. Yeah. yeah I 450 just, through a table? I don't... When you've seen so much wrestling, why... 205 should be, like, high pace, exciting, uh, stuff you don't see make yeah, yeah. To have the first match go on for 15 minutes with two guys this crowd don't care about right. with fucking chin locks, um, you're killing them. Like, someone like Leo Rush is perfect to put out there straight away because it's like, He's wow, fast. this dude's exciting. What is this? Um, and I think they were just weary by the end. Um... I think this is a passable week of 205. Some feedback uh, from Chris from Australia. He goes, wow, 205 Live reached 100 episodes. Great to see Mike Kanellis get a win after everything that happened last year. Here's hoping he can turn this into a great opportunity. Ali versus Atami was good for a Fool's Count Anywhere match. Shame the shout. The crowd didn't sound all that into it. Sorry, I thought last week's five-way match was a number one contenders match. My bad. Yeah, it wasn't, but they kind of said whoever wins this should probably be in contention. Right. Um, I don't think we got any more feedback. Um, it's been 100 episodes of 205 Live yeah. already. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Almost um, two years. I, it's so insane. Like, I just feel like it's not picking up. It keeps it keeps going up and down, right. I feel. Um, like, they'll have... I thought Australia was a great moment for them. Right. I thought the tournament they did leading into WrestleMania was great. Sure. Um, but as soon as that's over, it's like, where next? Um, you have nothing leading up to it. They don't have takeovers. They main roster have... and NXT, it's constantly evolving. There's enough pieces moving around that there's always some interest in something. Right, right. Um, this, you keep bringing people in and, and keeping the same... I don't know. It's something about it is just not... Yeah. Like, oh, did you see 205 Live last night? No, but let me take a guess. Was Brian Kendrick involved? Was Hideo Tommy involved? Was Cedric Alexander involved? Like, it's the same group yeah. of people. And you know what? It was good. Like, I watched that match with you, and the spots were crazy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, the interest. There's there's just so much to watch, you know? There's only so many hours in a day. It's, it's a great show if you've got an hour to kill, sure. and you don't know what to do, and you like wrestling. There's sure. some good wrestling. It's sure. better than, I'd say, like... Uh, like metal or velocity or any of them were like sure, I, right. I enjoy it more than that but still it's just a bit 
Yeah. Sure. Well, we can go into the show we do we did enjoy watching, which has come to an end tonight. It's the final episode of the May Young Classic. May Young Classic semi-finals, October the 24th. First semi of the evening is Mako Satomura versus Tony Storm. Australia versus Japan. Um, yeah, both semis are Australia versus Japan. Both of these matches. Japan. This whole show is Australia versus Japan. Um, we learn in the video package going into the match that they have had one match before, and it was in Japan, and it ended in a draw. Oh. Um, handshake, uh, show of respect to start the match off. Uh, they don't go into it straight away. They're staring at each other, kind of sussing each other out. Uh, both seem a bit nervous because they, they don't want to make that first mistake. Uh, collar and elbow tie-up, um, just like wrist locks and roll-throughs, trading back and forth to start with. Dueling chance from the crowd, uh, they're super split for this match. Uh, Mako counters a key lock into a headlock and takes Tony Storm down for a one count. Uh, they're trading side headlocks on the mat. It's very mat-based to start off with with this match. Uh, Mako offers the first strike of the match with a kick to the chest. Uh, there's a kick and an uppercut from Mako, followed by a big boot from Storm for a one count. Uh, there's a snap suplex from Storm for a two count. Vicious kicks from Satomura to the legs of Storm, followed by an inverted figure four leg lock. Um, she has this in for a long time, and Tony just about makes it to the rope. Uh, Tony starts to make a bit of a comeback, but Mako floors her with a spinning wheel kick. There's a backslide from Storm for a two count and transitions this straight into a submission. Yeah, it's uh, like a, a STO Muda lock. Yeah. So it's like the Muda lock where you would bend backwards and grab the person, but this is like the STO with the bend backwards. It's really cool. Um, and Satomura is in trouble. She's in this hold for over a minute. Um, eventually makes it to the ropes, but this is followed up by a running hip attack to the corner from Storm, followed by a fisherman suplex for a two count. Satomura is sent to the outside, and Storm hits her with a suicide dive. Uh, at this point, the crowd go crazy, May Young classic chance. Uh, Cole reminds us that uh, this suicide dive is what took out Tegan Knox last week, and Tony could have very well injured her elbow on the landing. Uh, there's a Shining Wizard from Storm for a two-count. Kicks to the face of Storm that fires up Satomura. Satomura lands a kick to the midsection, followed by a DDT, and then a cartwheel kick to the back of the head of it Storm. Like the scorpion kick, it looked like it. Uh, this wasn't the scorpion kick here, it was like a right. a cartwheel into it, like as knee. she lands, like her, like, yeah, her like sort of shin. Like Kodobushi style. Yeah. Um... This is followed by a Death Valley driver to Storm for a two count. Uh, Storm gets up and hits a vicious snap German suplex for a two count. This looked deadly. Yeah. Um, the crowd bite, they think that's it. Uh, but one, two, kick out. Oh, sorry. She followed this up by a Storm Zero. The Tiger driver. The Tiger driver, where uh, the crowd thinks this is it. Um, but Satomura kicks out. This is awesome chance. Uh, Storm goes for the Storm Zero again, but Maiko gets out and hits a Pele kick, followed by a big kick to the chest, only a two count. 
This is where she lands the scorpion kick, which might be my new favourite move. It looks like It's like a hell. step up, axe kick, leg scissor, back of the head. It's insane. It's deadly, but only a two count. Tony kicked out. At this point, everyone at full cells on their feet, going absolutely nuts. There's a DVD attempt from Satamura, but Storm gets out of it, hits the Storm Zero. One, two, three... Your first finalist of the May Young Classic 2018, your pick, right. Tony Storm. I'm just on a roll today. Johnny, yeah. Johnny Gargano's the assailant, the killer, the attacker, and Tony Storm advances. Some things are just sure in life. Tony Storm, Australia beats Japan in round one of that little feud. Uh, this was great. This, this was, was my favorite awesome match of this tournament. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Tony Storm and Miko Satomura... Um, Someone, you you said they have fought before. Yeah, they said they fought once in Japan and it yeah, was a draw. They have fought before more than once, I believe, because someone posted here on our uh, thing. Someone they just wrestled about a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I did see that on their Instagrams. Uh, I follow Tony Storm on Instagram. Yeah, so what about <laughs> it? Um, this was so good. This is crazy. The first Storm Zero, I thought it was over. And then Miko kicked out. I was like, oh, okay, and then. The scorpion kick, and I was like, okay, so Tony lost. And then Tony kicks out, and I was like, what the hell? And the crowd just didn't know what to do. And the crowd was chanting, like, fight forever and all that stuff. And yeah. it's just insane. And then the, the, the Storm Zero again at the end, finally putting her to bed. It was great. It's like, it was it, a war. Wrestling's all about storytelling. And I was just shitting on the that f opening match of 205 Live because of all the holds. In this, it made complete sense. The beginning started off slow. Um, you can see in their faces, they're trying to work each other out. They don't want to make that mistake. And so I'm fine with all that map-based stuff to start with. And then it slowly starts to sure. pick out and they realize they've got to throw out everything to defeat this person. Also, these two are very, very, like, not saying the two in that match that you watched aren't, but, like, these two are considered like high regard for yeah. both of these women like Tony Storm um I'm very high on I think she's just the like the next big women's wrestler to she just got everything yeah she's the rock star she's amazing um before this I was not very familiar with Miko Satamora and then through this this tournament I'm like this this lady is insane she's this woman is amazing she's she's a like a legend and she definitely knows how to wrestle she's doing leg locks and holds I've never even dreamed of imagining and and this match was crazy. Go check this match yeah. out. Yeah. For me, I wanted Satamura to win. Right. Um, I think this is the first ever WWE women's pay-per-view on Sunday. Someone like Satamura, who's been wrestling forever, is sure. surely coming towards the end of her career. Right. She's known as a legend. Um, I thought it would have been really nice for her. And she's fucking awesome. Yeah, but you know... To be in it. Tony Storm's got... A long career ahead of it's her. It's called evolution, David. It's not called the past. We need a, we need to evolve. Okay, evolution. How old was Ric Flair in evolution? It's no. It's. I think that's great having a mix of the old and the young. Sure. Uh, having, I'd have picked her against Rhea Ripley for the final. I think that right. could have been really cool. No, I I, I had um, Tony Storm the second she was announced in this thing again. I just think we've seen her enough. I don't think no, we haven't. We have. She's in NXT. She's in NXT UK. She's she not was in, in the M M May Young Classic last year. Um, she should have went further. I, I last think we've year. seen enough won. of her 
where she doesn't necessarily need the win. I'm not saying Satomura should win the tournament. Right. I just think it would have been nicer for her to be in that final. Um, I think Tony Storm should win the whole thing. Well, we'll see. We shall see. Um, the match ends with Tony's crying, Satomura's crying. Uh, there's thank you Mako chants from the crowd. Uh, they bow to each other in the middle of the ring and hug. Uh, Kairi Zane comes in with flowers, gives them to Tony. Uh, Triple H comes out and shows respect to Satomura, lifts her arm up, uh, gives her a hug. Um, I've no idea who this was who came into the ring to interview Tony Storm. I don't think I've seen her before. Um, but Tony says at the end of the match, as if I just beat Mako Satomura, a legend, I can now stand in this ring and say that I am living my dream. It's all because of the girls out the back working their butts off and all you guys supporting us, uh, living what she's been dreaming of since she was 10. Uh, Triple H then comes out again and raises Tony's hand. Uh, nice way to end the match. Yeah. I like how Tony Storm is like, as if. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking see what just happened there, mate. <laughs> oh, I love I love me some Aussies. I love me some Tony Storm. The best women's wrestler on the planet from Australia. Uh, we then go to the final match of the Mae Young Classic before the final. Right, right. Um, it's Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Japan versus Australia. Again. Again. I've been to both countries. Nice. I like Japan better, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. Um, so, uh, Io Shirai offers a handout for the traditional handshake at the beginning of the match. This is the first time that uh, Ripley doesn't completely yes. walk away. She, she does. doesn't quite do the handshake. She kind of gives it a little slap, uh, but it's sort of a mini sign of respect. Um, they tie up and Ripley shoves Shirai down. Uh, Shirai dodges Ripley with a cartwheel and handspring and lands a dropkick. I thought this looked pretty cool, uh, showing her high-flying abilities. Uh, Ripley just throws Shirai in the air and she lands hard on the mat. Um, Ripley then locks Shirai into an armbar and just strikes her with vicious elbows and kicks. There's a two count. Uh, she locks Shirai into an abdominal stretch and just digs the thumb into the side of the abdomen. Um, Shirai eventually breaks the hold with a strike, but Ripley floors her with a huge right hand and gets her into a body scissors. Um, this is just, it's all Ripley for most of this match, just really working away at that midsection of Shirai, uh, grounding her so she can't land any of her high-flying manoeuvres. Uh, Shirai rolls back for a two-count, but Ripley gets back to con into control and hits Shirai with a forearm to the back of the head. Uh, Shirai rolls her back again, but kick out on two, followed by a drop kick from Rhea for a two count. Um, Rhea then hits a delayed vertical suplex to Shirai for a two count and goes straight back to that body scissors. Uh, Shirai rolls through and hits Ripley with about 20 forearms, uh, breaking the hold. There's EO chance from the audience. Hopefully now Shirai is really trying to get back into it because she's just been down throughout the whole match. Um, Ripley sh throws Shirai into the air again, but Io counters with a Hurricanrana for a two count. There's a drop kick sending Ripley to the outside. Shirai starts to fire up. Uh, there's a suicide dive to Ripley on the outside, and the ref starts the count. Uh, Ripley actually makes it to the ring first as Shirai landed hard on the ramp. 
and she just man- manages to make it back to the ring on the nine count. Yeah. Um, Ripley starts pounding on the back of Shirai. Ripley talks trash and Shirai slaps her in the face. Ripley then slaps her even harder, sending Shirai to her knees. But Shirai fires back with an uppercut and a series of strikes, sending Ripley into the ropes and hits the 619. There's a missile dropkick from the count from the top, but only a two count. Shirai goes for the top rope moonsault, but gets pushed off by Ripley. There's a top rope superplex from Ripley to Shirai, but only a two count. Fight forever chants erupt from the full cell crowd. Ripley goes for a pump handle slam, but Shirai wriggles out of it and sends Ripley shoulder first into the ring post. Meteora to the corner from Shirai. Io steps over Ripley and hits the Asai moonsault for the win. Uh, Triple H comes out, um, does the same thing, congratulating both people. This is the first time we really saw Ripley just break her character. She was um, emotional. Uh, Triple H gave her a hug, raised her hand. Uh, Kyrie comes out with the flowers again, but obviously Io Shirai is her best friend. She gives her a big hug. Um, she then, uh, uh, Shirai then gets the mic and goes, thank you so much, everything. I will win. I will number one. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I love it. Which is great. She's just screaming. She's just a cutie. Um, this was really great. Uh, the match was really great. I really love Rhea Ripley. I think she is a, a huge star to come in WWE. The size difference between these two was really, really great. It's been like that for Rhea Ripley in this whole tournament. Yeah, I, find. I, I still just can't get over. She's 21. I know. I love it. I uh, love her. She's going to be awesome. I yeah, think. I think so. Uh, she already has a shirt on WWE.com, yeah. so you know things are going good for her. Um, this was a lot of fun as well. We got like just Rhea Ripley just beating on this tinier girl here this whole match. Um, and then in the end, it was like the superplex that she hit. Like Rhea Ripley bounced more than... Like she's big, so yeah. when she dropped, like she bounced and flipped over. It looked really cool. Um yeah, I want to see more of Rhea Ripley. I mean, we watch NXT every week. I would like to see her in that as well. Uh, I know she is in the NXT UK tournament, uh, UK division. division, and um, I have a theory that she may be involved on the WWE Evolution card this Saturday, so a uh, Sunday. So I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot more of Rhea Ripley, and I'm fine by that. I think she's great. She's only 21. It's crazy. It's nuts. So crazy. Uh, Io Shirai, uh, I I said last week I I was looking forward to getting some heat on Twitter Mm. because I said I just maybe don't understand or don't really get behind the whole fascination. Uh, However, I do think she's great. Uh, I'm still a little on the fence. She's still not really hit that moonsault. And that, yeah. Like like flush. You've not hit this moonsault. Um, So someone yell at me on the internet. But it won't matter. She won't be hitting the moonsault. Anytime soon, because come Sunday at WWE Evolution, <laughs> the winner of the Mae Young Classic 2018 will be Tony Storm. I, she has to win. She's my pick. Well, she's going all the way. She's also Beth Phoenix and Michael Cole's pick right. to win the whole thing. Uh, Renee is on my side. She's going for Io Shirai. Oh, wait, so Michael Cole said Tony Storm's going to win? Yeah. Oh, I guess Tony Storm's not winning. When he kept saying, Tegan's going to win it. Tegan's great. Tegan's going to win. Tegan's going all the way. Oh, Te- oh Tegan's not in this anymore. Ah, oh, shit. Way to go, Michael Cole. 
Stop telling people your picks. Uh, the show ends with Triple H coming out to congratulate Io Shirai, but uh, she also comes out with uh, Sarah Amato, or Sarah yes. Del Rey, yes. who's the head trainer for the, the women. Um, and, yeah, they also uh, mention the other trainers. So right. um, Kyrie's just stood there dancing away. Um, As you do. And Tony comes out and gives Shirai a hug. So... The last shot, we see the two finalists going into Sunday. No, it was good. Evolution. I mean, the final is at Evolution on Sunday at the WWE Evolution show. And I feel like it'll be a really good match. I feel like that match will be insane. Like we talked about, those are the only two matches I actually give a shit about, realistically. Yeah. I don't care about the tag match with Bliss and Trish. And I don't care so much about Ronda versus Nikki. I just care about these two matches. Yeah. And they, they will steal the show. There's no way Nikki Bella can have anywhere as near as a good match as the ones we just watched right here. So, with Ronda Rousey or not. So, uh, we shall see. I just love Tony Storm <laughs> so much. Let's go to feedback for this show. Forum.postwrestling.com. Uh, I have it up here. Do you want me to start yeah. here? Chris Thunder from Australia. Of course, he's going to talk about the Aussies. He says, Enjoy the change this year of weekly episodes. Not only makes for easier viewing, but also allows the viewer to digest what's happening. Completely agree. Storm versus Satamura. What a match. That's my choice for match of the tournament. Their only previous singles match went to a 20-minute time limit draw. And that happened recently in Tokyo, Japan at Stardom. Uh, Shirai versus Ripley. Again, a great match. Part of me thinks this is the semifinal was supposed to be uh, Shirai versus Knox before the injury. Either way, at only 22 years old, Rhea Ripley has a very bright future. I'm picking Tony Storm as the winner. Perhaps some bias. Their last singles match went to a 15-minute time limit draw, which was Tony versus Shirai. So he's got his, his facts here. He knows. But the Aussie obviously picks the Aussie yep. to win this tournament. Uh, pick Japan. Uh, the stiff Japanese style in the NYC semifinals cannot be replicated on Vince's roster, Raw and SmackDown. For example, the much-appreciated NXT Iron Woman match has never been followed up on Raw or SmackDown with Bayley when Bayley and Sasha got called up. Is Storm cleared to work this Sunday? Mm. Last I heard, she had a back injury. Remember, the UK show was taped a long time ago. If she's healthy, then I anticipate that she and Io can have the match of the night at Evolution, if Vince will allow them. Yeah, there was uh, injury updates about her, and then since this tournament, they haven't. Nothing's been said. I've not heard that she's off it. Yeah, so she's not. I assume she's going ahead. Yeah, um, she must. Be. I know Alexa Bliss is still up in the air. Right. Um, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, PJ River, he says, I enjoyed Tony versus Maito, but I still prefer Maito's match versus Mercedes. The whole presentation was really nice with Kyrie and Paul Levesque. It was emotional. Kyrie and Io together in a WWE ring was really special. Michael Cole was better on this episode, but he has the tendency to see meteors everywhere. Well, they're very accurate in the new 2K game because I'll hit like a clothesline and they'll go, what a pile driver. <laughs> uh, they just call whatever. They yeah. they say this steel cage match is going to be incredible when it's like a, a one on one. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's accurate. <laughs> he says, I thought for one moment that Io was wearing Ty Dillinger knee pads, but it was just her name. Io. 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 Ten. <laughs> nice. Uh, finally, I would have preferred not to be spoiled by WWE for the finals. Io and Tony were both in the promo package for Evolution all week long. Yeah, 
Exactly, I thought so. <laughs> Luckily for me, I'm just like, oh, another video thing. Lucky so for just, me, I don't sure. watch the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Carlos from sunny Scotland. Great two matches, and the Storm match was the match of the tournament so far. Thought the Rhea match was a classic, big versus small, but was interesting to see how much stock they put in her beating down Io so much. I'm still sad that the two biggest names are in the final instead of having a smaller name versus bigger name. Uh, I agree that my favorite match of this tournament was this match, uh, Tony Storm versus Miko. It was just like the two styles was really nice. But hey, they're still Sunday, so we can't say what the best match of was. We'll give our thoughts next week. Yeah. After all the dust has settled, if you listen to Up Next, we'll give a little recap of this and maybe go into what we liked and stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, because we've been following the tournament, so I'd like to talk about yeah. the final next week. Definitely. Um, um, we go to Tom Almelda. He says, Tony and Miko wrestled each other at Pro Wrestling Eve a month or so ago. Worth checking it out. And he put the link here. Uh, September 27th, 2018. So, yeah, just about a month ago was, in fact, Miko Satamora versus Tony Storm. Like I said, I saw that on her Instagram mm. posting about it. So... Go check that out. So yeah, as well. go on to our uh, forum. He's posted the link uh, here, so you can go and watch that match. And as Brain mentioned earlier, yeah, we'd love to hear from more of you. So uh, let's try and get some more long time first times next week. Yeah, if you've never posted feedback or tweeted us or anything like that, uh, do it. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Forum.postwrestling.com, always free. Just as all our shows, all of our shows are free, David. They are Postwrestling.com, up next iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get them. We're doing Up Next every week. We'll be doing a takeover review for War Games. We will be doing maybe more movie reviews, including next week. It's Halloween. So we're going to be reviewing Halloween 2. The original. The throwback. Well, I guess the original sequel. Halloween 2. Again, go check out our Halloween review up uh, postwrestling.com and iTunes and all that stuff. Um... It's been fun reviewing the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. And uh, we'll give like a bit of a recap next week, like I just said. Um, what do you have to say? Um, rate and review us. Um, let's get our rating up. We want to be the, the first thing people see when they type in those three letters NXT on iTunes. Uh, so, yeah, help support us. Uh, we're so happy you all listen to us every week. We're very grateful. All the people um, who, uh, who play catch-up. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't listen, and then they wait like a month, and then they go through sprees of listening. So uh, you listening right now, who are behind, hello, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, yeah, have a have a good week. Um, take care. God bless. Um, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Davy Portman. At the Bray D. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, um, especially if you are uh, post postmarks, um, in case we get photos of Wei Ting in a costume at our Halloween party. So you got to see that. So uh, at the Bray D. At Davey Portman. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, postwrestling.com. Thank you guys. And uh, yeah, happy Halloween. Keep it spooky. Keep it lit. Ahoy! 
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.